Canuck Central in the Kintech studio, Dan Richo and Satyar Shah. His brother's name is Krillin. Krillin. Uh, thank you uh, to the texters that uh, reminded us of Akira Schmidt's <laughs> brother's name. Fantastic. Both named after Dragon Ball Z characters. Yeah. See, we're, le- we're learning a lot yep. about Akira Schmidt, the goalie of the uh, New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Snoop the Dog texts in, overrated fact. Overrated fact checking into rookie goalies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a Wednesday, so you know what that means. It's time for overrated or underrated. Here on Canuck Central, uh, we've got uh, producers Elon and intern Ryan with us today. Elon's going to give us the uh, overrated, underrated topics. You choose it. Well, you send them in, then uh, we choose if they're yes. overrated or underrated or perfectly rated. Yeah, Elon's making his debut on overrated, underrated. That's right. Hey guys, we're coming in hot, cracking are doing well. So Tora asks, Canucks Nation having any feelings of embarrassment, resentment, anger, about where the Kraken are compared to the Canucks. Ooh. Uh, you know what? Underrated. Underrated? Why? It's good to feel that way. So you want Canucks fans to be angry that the Kraken are better than they yeah, are Yeah, right you now? should be. You should be resentful. Yeah. You should not like the Kraken. I don't mean it in a, in a in like a you know crazy way or anything. All I'm yep, saying yep. is it's good to have a rivalry with the Seattle Kraken. And for you to dislike the Kraken and be upset that they're doing well is a good thing. Like... Like I said before, and I get people, you know, there's the Seattle Seahawks and the Mariners and people like a lot of those teams and everything like that. But if you're a Canucks fan, I'm not, hey, fan any way you want. Yeah. But like, I want to see the, I want to see the hatred between the two teams and the fan bases. I don't know. For me, it's, uh, it's kind of overrated. You don't need the Kraken to be in the playoffs to tell you that the Canucks haven't been good enough for the last five years. (laughs) Five years, last 10 years, really. So... I mean, you should have you should have had these feelings before the Kraken even were a thing, before they were even born, you know, yeah, you before dis- they even had an expansion draft. Should despise them on sight. Yes. Uh, just continue to, like, be angry that the Canucks aren't good enough. Yeah. Raymond says, we hate our own franchise too much to hate Seattle. <laughs> exactly, Raymond. For once, we agree. Uh, all right, next. Austin and Langley, expensive rentals for the playoffs. Oh, man. Big, big O. Yeah. Big overrated. Big overrated. Uh, New York Rangers fans certainly feel that way right now. Rangers. Patrick Kane. Rangers do. Patrick Kane, Vlad Tarasenko gave up, you know, what they did to get those players. The Kings with uh, Korpisalo and Gavrikov. Yeah. Got them literally the same. <laughs> <laughs> got them as far as they've gotten before in the standings. And, and Korpisalo was good for a while, and then he kind of, the roof caved in yep. after a while. Because he's good, but it's like, you can't, you know, he's not the, he wasn't the answer. Uh, <laughs> Part of me is like, yeah, but I don't know. Isn't there a point where you just shrug your shoulders? It's like, yeah, Oilers, you know. Yeah. What are you like, going to yeah, do? Like, Leon Dreisaitl, he's kind of good. Yeah. There's only so much I can do about that. Um, Because it works both ways. Like, even even Boston. They had Orlov, Hathaway, and Tyler Bertuzzi. Give up a lot. Give up a lot. I mean, uh, look at the Islanders traded yeah. for Bo Horvat. Now, the difference there is they have him locked up long term. Now, some Highlanders fans are, are saying they wish he wasn't, but, you know, we'll see how that goes in the next little bit. But, yeah, all the big acquisitions, most of the big ones, they didn't quite work out. You know how many trades the Panthers made at the deadline? Zero. 
None? None. Not a single trade. They didn't sell or buy. They didn't make a single trade after in the new year. Well, after everything they did last year, they were like, yeah. you know what? This is overrated. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? It's good to get a little help here and there. Like, if you have a, a massive hole, right? Like, if you yeah. if you have a hole down the middle, you need somebody on your third line, you're missing somebody like that. Yeah, you have to go and get a replacement. Cheaper type of player. The Canucks in 2011, Chris Higgins and Maxim Lapierre. Yeah. Both those guys didn't give up a lot, but they helped out huge, especially when Manny Maholtro went down. They needed to have that depth. They helped out in a big way. Depth pieces help, big moves, usually not, unless you're making a hockey deal. Like, it worked out for the um, Devils so far. Now, Meyer's not playing in this game, the no. first game. He helped him in the first round. He's going to sign long-term, most likely. He has another year. He has control beyond this season. That one looks to have worked out or, or helping yeah. so far. But it has to be somebody who has to fit in long-term if you're going big. It's, uh, it's easy to say overrated because... Ultimately, one team wins the cup, right? And if you don't end up winning the cup, you're going to be like, well, all those moves we made at the de- deadline were for nothing. Yeah. But what are you supposed to do? Not try? Like, to me... Like, the Leafs getting Ryan O'Reilly made a lot of sense. Right. In other years, they spent a bunch on guys like Felino and whatever. And, yeah. You know, it's... At the end of the day, it's still more about getting the right pieces for your team than it is anything else. I'm not going to say it's overrated. I can't... I. I can't say that it's overrated. I, I think it is because I think most deals don't work out the way yeah. they were intended. Um, yeah, Sad, I wanted to point out, you said depth rentals. What about a couple of Rutherford pickups with the old Penguins? They got Hansy, They got Haglin. That worked out yeah, for them. They helped. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's well, another uh, good point. Rutherford didn't make He didn't miss for like a whole like year and a half with the <laughs> Penguins. Know, it was ridiculous. Every move he made was just a stroke of genius. Uh, good point. All right, next. Dylan. Home ice advantage in the playoffs. In the last 10 games, the home team is 2-8. and eight. Yeah. It's clearly overrated. It is overrated. I mean, I think generally in hockey, it's very close to 50-50. Yeah. Home or away. Like, it's there isn't a huge advantage being on home ice. I think it goes down to the randomness of hockey in yeah. general. Well, these teams are so close now. The, I, I don't know. Certain teams have more success on home ice, but... Watching the Leafs on home ice this year, they're like scared. Yeah. <laughs> when they're at home, they're like they're terrified. They cave under the pressure of yeah. being at home. Reminds me of the Raptors, how they would lose all those game ones. <laughs> like, oh, we're excited for the Raptors again this year. Dud. Dud first game you know, is terrible. DeRozan goes two for seventeen yeah. in, the, in the half. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> the Raptors are getting blown up by twenty seven. Uh, and then they win the next game by thirty two. Yeah. yeah. It's just like um something about it, like for for Toronto, they they definitely uh, seem to play worse on home ice. I think there is maybe an added pressure. You want to excite your home fans, whatever it might be. Even just look at the Canucks and their home record in the regular season the last couple of years has been mostly dreadful. And we've asked a bunch of questions why, and coaches kind of – they don't tell you everything, but they sort of hint at sometimes you get a little too comfortable at home and, mm. you know, you, you kind of get off rhythm. You have too many responsibilities at home. It's like, what is this? Spending too much time with your family. It's like, what? <laughs> Just do your job. Well, sometimes you, you heard the stories back in the day, and, and I guess it happens every once in a while now still where the home team will stay at a hotel still yeah. at home because like we want to get rid of all the distractions. I know a lot of teams that do that. A lot yeah. of NFL teams do that. Yeah. It's almost like a blanket sort of uh, you know policy for a lot of teams when I covered Toronto FC they did that actually yeah. like when they had, yeah. when they had big games they would stay at the Ritz downtown Toronto <laughs> at the Ritz 
It's like not every MLS team is doing this, that's for sure. You know. Uh, all right. Some are staying at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah, a couple NFL teams do as well, like the yeah. Raiders. They the all Saints stay at a hotel do it. The like, night uh, Sean Payton's a big. Uh, everybody's at the hotel the night before. See, I think that's underrated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, Marcus in uh, Gibson's. No, no fun stuff before the before game day. No. Yeah, tough in Vegas too. <laughs> Marcus and Gibson's. Gerard Gallant. Oh. It's it's probably overrated. Hey. Yeah. Like he's he's a good coach. He's had a lot of success. But not is he is he the new Alain Vigneault? So last year, Rangers go to what Eastern Conference Final. And everybody's like, wow, look at this team. Punch it above their weight. Great, great run by the New York Rangers. Now this year, they fall short to a team that finished higher than them in the standings. Mm. And it's like, wow, what a terrible first-round exit by the New York Rangers. Is this just because they got Tarasenko and Patrick Kane? Like, were people not realistic about what Patrick Kane is at this stage no. of his career? Well, no, for, for sure. But still, I mean, they... The way they went down in Game Seven, like that. So Gallant, the thing about him, the way is, they lost a few of those games. Well, that's the problem, and yeah. especially for a guy like him, who's supposed to be the taskmaster as well, right? It's like, hey, at the very least, we always show up, and when they don't respond to that, that's well, a problem. he's not known as an X's and O's no. guy, but Get you're you going, supposed guy. to be like, you know, going through a wall for that guy. Yeah, and he certainly, he's, he, it looks like he's kind of lost it. Same thing that happened with the Vegas Golden Knights too, right? That's why he ended up ultimately. Getting let go, it seemed like that relationship with the players really fell apart. He's a two to three year time period guy. Yeah, looks like it. I think, I think they do them. They be doing themselves a disservice coming back with him next year. Uh, so he's a uh, he's a quick fix guy. Yeah, I think Vigneault was, but Vigneault had a lot more success. But he has one at Jack Adams, and I think that, you know, end of the day, I think uh, you know your coaching record sort of speaks to who you are. And you know, I would say Gallant's been pretty good in his last couple of gigs. In the overall, yes, but he's almost got a little bit of a Bruce Boudreaux type of. We like this guy in the regular season, but when we get to the playoffs, we don't like it as much. Not enough. Uh, not enough adjustments. Yeah. Next, Munn asks, outdoor viewing parties for playoff games. Overrated. I, I, not for me, man. <laughs> like, what do you? This reminds me of uh, New Year's Eve at Times Square. Like, you wearing a diaper to, to go to a New Year's mm-hmm. Eve party at Times Square? You go, you wearing a diaper to watch Game 6 at Maple Leaf Square or whatever they want to call it? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park during a Raptors game? You know, that's that's tough. I don't know if I could do that. You see the, the, the crowds at Edmonton? Around uh, around Rogers Place. Well, you see the one they like. They, there was a the something pit or whatever. They broke yeah. through the barrier and knocked down security. <laughs> it's like you're that eager to be in a crowd of people. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Yes. Be stuck in a massive crowd of like thousands of people. I need space, man. No, I'm good. <laughs> if I if I remember correctly, the Vancouver was like the only city in Canada that wouldn't do that for the Raptors championship run because they were like so scared of the, the viewing parties. Well, they were scared of like the riots or whatever. If they oh. lost, it was like every other city in Canada had like the big thing going on. Yeah, yeah. During the championship. I, yeah, I, I mean, if they rioted over Raptors losing here in this city, man. That'd be I don't. But <laughs> but but I think I was out it, that night, like the night that they clinched. Um, there like was every to, bar in the city was pretty packed. Weren't like, they supposed to have? A, they were trying to have a viewing party at Stanley Park or something. Yeah, or whatever yeah, the beach, yeah, and yeah, then it got yeah. scuttled or whatever it was. It was something like that. It got scuttled, and people were like, "We don't have not in my backyard." <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I'll say they're definitely overrated, but let's say you're watching the game home alone, you just want to be in an atmosphere with a bunch of fans, then yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for a certain age range, right, and a certain time in your life, yes. Now that I'm getting a bit older and a bit more cantankerous, like so, I just can't handle the big crowds. I'm I more, get enough crowds at the games. I'm more like, I'll watch it in the comfort of my home, maybe with a couple of buds, mm-hmm. and then... You know, if it's a big enough game, there's going to be a party afterwards. I'll I'll head downtown after. Yeah, that's what I always did. Well, the only <laughs> anytime Italy won something, that's what I've always done. When they yeah. won uh, Euro, I was on commercial after they had won the game. You know, that was kind of fun. Well, 2011 was fun. There was a, I mean, the until you got to the Cup final, but those viewing <laughs> parties were legendary. Like hundreds of thousands of people watching the game. I could deal with afterwards, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not getting floor seats at a concert either you know like none of those things are all that appealing to me to just be like close to an exit squished in like a sardine in a swath of people it's just not uh, not for me exits are very important (laughs) i feel like uh this is maybe a reference nobody else is gonna get but the the Chappelle show remember the uh the making a band episode (laughs) Yes. Why Kev John? <laughs> You're too close, man. You're too, too close. close. <laughs> like that's that would be me in the, yeah. in the in the swath of people. Anyways, oh, that is good. Dylan, <laughs> this one from Dom hitting the ground running to start a season. Canucks think it's uh, overrated with the way that they've played at the start of every season. Now, I mean, it's funny because there was a time mm-hmm. when the team people wanted this team to be bad. They would get off to good starts. Yeah, and people will be all apoplectic. It's like, what is this team doing? They're gonna make the playoffs. They're supposed to be getting a high draft pick, and then you know <laughs> we just kind of tank towards Christmas and it all fall apart. So it's not that having good starts has meant necessarily having success, but I'd say for this group, three years running, very much yeah. underrated. Uh, you always want to get off to a good start. Easy, like the the cliche is a cliche for a reason. Like it is um, harder to dig yourself out of a hole. <laughs> Yes. After a slow start than it is to <laughs> dig yourself into one after a good start. How many teams have we seen just and, and you see this in baseball all the time, like a team kind of gets off to a really good start and then they you just have to play 500 yeah. for the rest of the year after. And it kind of makes things that much easier. Whereas uh, Blue Jays a couple of years ago, they got off to a bit of a yeah. slower start. Still ended up finishing with, like, 90 wins, but that slow start where they blew a bunch of games early on ended up crushing them. Well, yeah, and even the Canucks, when they made the playoff two years, a few years ago in the bubble season, they got off to a great start that year. Yep. And it was more about, like, you get off to a great start, then it's, like, maintained. Yes. If you're constantly having to dig up, that's that that can be hard. Fan base is positive. They're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Much better than, you know, throwing jerseys in a home opener. <laughs> well, that was tough. Jeez. That, that happened. I think I think one of the things we forgot about this year, we were kind of reminiscing about this before the game with Elon. Like that first home game this year, underrated storyline. Like we talk about this year a lot, like what happened. You know what's underrated? I've never seen a building like that. Honestly, it was the most toxic game of the whole season, and it yeah. was the first game, home game of the year. It was coming off the road trip that lost all the games. Yeah. What, five jerseys, Elon, went on the ice that night? Three yeah. jerseys went on the ice, something like that? And they got blasted by the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, the fans were booing, chanting, fire this guy, or you know, sell the team and everything. Miller was, and Shen are arguing with each other. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, people were mad. Like the People were like cussing, getting in fights. And yeah. the, like It was a really nasty environment. Very angry. Very angry. Vancouver just needs the Canucks to be good. <laughs> yes. That's This is what I've learned in my uh, five-plus years being here. All right, next. This one's from Sat Twitter. Oh. <laughs> I know where Sat's going with this one. So I've been doing some research oh. on, like, the next thing. I'm intrigued by Blue Sky. That I don't seems even, to be I don't the next even know thing. what that is. Anyways, 
You can look blue into sky? Blue, could be the next thing. I'm looking into it. Blue I, sky. I find Twitter to be overrated now. Like I find a lot of the fun in Twitter kind of gone. Like some of it is still there. Like for instance, today. Well, actually, I'm not going to mention this because you know someone might take it the wrong way. But there are certain things that happen that are really funny on Twitter. Yes. And I think for that, it's it's very much underrated. Sometimes you know, like this website is free. Yeah. You know, it's there for a reason. Yeah. It's it's really funny. Great content and everything. But the fun isn't the same. And I'm, I'm not even just talking about the whole Eat Musk thing or whatever. Yeah. And it's just. It's a different place. It, it used to be more fun. The algorithm drives me crazy. You know, you can't just, you know, follow the way you want to. Everything's being thrown at you. It's not the same experience it was. Mm. Especially for people that were on Twitter from the beginning. You yeah. know, going back to, like, the early days of Twitter. I think, um... I just, like... I don't I don't tweet a ton anymore. <laughs> I do like it as, as a second screen sort of experience. You know, if there's a big game... It's always fun. Like yeah, the the Leaf, the non-Leaf fans, the anti-Leaf fans. Anti-heroes. Like they, uh, the anti-heroes. You know, do they become big without, you know, double screening during a, a big playoff game that everybody on hockey Twitter is watching together? <laughs> like, no, that doesn't, that stuff doesn't really happen. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, uh, it can be a toxic place. And I don't like uh, living in toxic places. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go overrated for sure. Yeah. Not Definite, the same. Definitely overrated. I got a strong opinion uh, coming up on this one. Justin asks, rooftop patios. Oh. Okay, well, like you, you led with first. strong opinion. Elon's starting this one. Oh, they're underrated. How, how are rooftop patios overrated? You go on a nice day, you grab a beverage with your yeah. friends, yeah. you're on the rooftop, the sun's shining, they got a yeah. TV up, you're watching a, a baseball game. Yeah. yeah What's man. overrated about that? There's nothing overrated about it. Like, what is it, being in the sun, actually? <laughs> You're going to melt? Yes. Ha- have a canopy above your head or something. I, try, I, I, I want to be that guy and just try to figure out an overrated, like, how you would even craft an argument for a rooftop patio being overrated. No, I mean, there's no such thing. Uh, every rooftop like, patio I've been to Even if to the view fun. isn't good. Like, I don't care. You know, we get through such crappy months yes. <laughs> through the winter. It's like, if it's sunny out, I want to be outside somehow, some way. Patio, rooftop patio is a bonus. If you don't like a rooftop patio, you're just that guy that just can't have fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't like fun. That's what it you is. You don't like fun. I actually, uh, I walked by uh, friends of the show, Fable. They, oh, yeah? They've got a new one on Richard's yeah. little uh, rooftop patio. So that'll be a spot to check out nice. this summer. I'm going to go check it out. It's great Weather's food today. Yeah. Weather was oh, amazing. The weather was, uh, food was fantastic. Mm, weather. All right. Good food, good weather, good rooftop patio. Stop this. Discount Dracula. Going out for breakfast instead of lunch or dinner. Overrated. What? It's overrated. Nah, man. Underrated. A good I, breakfast I can't, out. I can't amazing. do it. What? Can't, can't do breakfast out? I mean, I can, but like, it. I, I go, I'd rather do lunch or dinner. Yeah, no, I like I'm, I'm, I'm a big brunch guy. Huge brunch guy. Well, I know. You like, you know. I love brunch. Get your six egg omelet and. <laughs> I mean, the omelets you can get, right? But also, like, I mean, you can get pancakes. You can get, like, Breakfast waffles. food is the easiest thing to make at home. Why do we overspend no, no. at a restaurant? Some things are. But if I want to get a good Eggs Benedict. Give them some special Eggs Benedict with some shrimp or something like that. Like, like a well, like a really yeah. nice spread for brunch is hard to beat. Okay, hey, what about, like, breakfast for lunch or dinner? Uh, underrated. Underrated. Uh, underrated. Okay. There are days where it's, like, where I don't have a traditional breakfast. And I have a different type of lunch, and I get home for dinner. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna have like four eggs and sausage. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't do that either. I'm a big sucker for like IHOP pancakes. Uh, anytime, pancakes. anytime you want to go, I'm I'm there. Down for pancakes. All right, guys. This one's from me. Overrated, underrated. The match golf events. 
Uh, they don't even have pros in it this year, hey? Yeah. Well, a couple of uh, couple of pro NBA and NFL yeah, players. Yeah, that's true. That's you got true. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey taking on Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry. Yeah, and Curry's really good, right? Yeah, Curry yeah. is very so good. So is Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes yeah. is that good too? I mean, are you surprised? You know what? I'm going to say underrated because I watch an obscene amount yeah. of like golf YouTube these days. You know what? <laughs> and those guys are like even worse. Yeah. So I can't even I can't even fake it. Even golf TikToks. Like I'm watching guys with like a plus 27 handicap or whatever. <laughs> it's like what, what are you doing? Uh, Learning well, new a 27 things? handicap, I should say, not plus 27. Um I don't know. Sometimes I just I I find watching golf like therapeutic for me at times. It's like it's like your ASMR or something, yes, right? I think that's, so. That is, you know what? I, I'd say for me it's overrated because the only thing I'd watch it for is the banter. Mm. That's most of the fun though. Yeah. You know. But it's like it's like yeah, banter's alright. I get kind of bored after a while. It's like yeah, it's alright. Like the competition is what keeps me engaged. Two two hours of banter is like I'm into I'm it. Good. I'm good. I've watched like. Uh, Four random guys go up against Ricky Fowler. You know, yeah, and, uh, it's just pure entertainment. <laughs> it really is. Like I don't know why it's so fun to watch, but it, it just it really is. Yeah, I think it's definitely underrated. Last one for the night: JD asks selfies. Oof, uh, definitely overrated. Uh, it depends. You know what I you know what I like about selfie culture is that that is, that is acceptable now. It's the easiest thing to do. Like if you're with someone, take a quick photo, take yeah, a quick selfie. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's an easy thing. I think it's underrated because it makes it's an easy photo to take. It is. You know, you don't have to ask somebody to take a photo of you anymore. <laughs> Back in the day, hey, excuse me, can you can you take a photo of but us? It's please? just like it's hard to get a good selfie picture. Is it? Got to get the angle. Yeah, yeah, the angle's tough. Yeah, you gotta have good reach. Yes, and I don't have that. Don't have that. Elon's got good reach. Especially He's like, like you know, if there's like a view in the background, it's hard to get the view. You need one of those selfie sticks. Yeah, you yeah, need a selfie, selfie stick. stick. I, don't, I think selfies are good. They're good invention. <laughs> I'm going to go overrated. <laughs> Definitely overrated. Ryan, you get the last word. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say overrated as well. I'd prefer, like if I want to picture myself, I'd prefer having somebody take a photo of me. Yeah. But like... Yeah, you never feel totally like <laughs> yeah. comfortable. Like I was like, this guy's gonna run away with my phone. Well, I was, yeah, like, exactly. Traveling by myself last summer, and I was like, Where'd you really, go? Where'd you go? I was in San Francisco. No, oh, nice. But it's like, I don't know. I didn't feel like. Not that I was worried someone would steal it. I just didn't want to be like. It felt weird. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's just weird. me being self-conscious. I mean, probably, back the- it probably is more so that because if somebody asked me for a photo, yeah, I don't care. No. It's like, yeah, I'm happy to help. <laughs> but like. I mean, it, culture has changed, Ryan, because, I mean, back in the day, like, believe it or not, you know how we found directions to places, like, 20 years ago? We'd ask people. Like, literally, you'd be out. You'd ask, it was very normal. Just ask somebody, hey, where's this? Where's that? Like, completely normal. You just talk to strangers all the time. Ask where this is. Hey, do you have the time? It was very normal. People just walk up to each other asking time, asking for places. That happened to me last week. It did? And you were, like, sure. Somebody asked me yeah. for the time on the Sky... An old lady asked me for the time on the Sky train, and I was, like... Well, you were, like, I'm, confused? No, okay. Yeah. Well, I was, like, I, you know, old people now, like, they have phones, too, and I'm, like, wow, you you don't have a phone? But I'm saying, like, that. that's part of... The, for them, it was normal. They're, like, that's how we live. It was I, very normal. I was walking into downtown, and uh, we were... This guy, uh, we're stopped at a red light, me and my wife. And guy looks over, younger guy, actually, not not that old. And uh, he's like, do you know where Yale Town is? I'm like, you're in it? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh. I'm like, the two main streets are like a block up. But yeah, you're already in it. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Uh, anyways, coming up. Overrated, underrated, asking for the time. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll take you to uh, Carolina. Hurricanes have a one nothing lead on the New Jersey Devils. I have the Hurricanes in this series. I know I'm uh, in the minority there, but uh, we'll get to that and more next on Canuck Central.